Dungeon Leap. Leap on the Borderlands. To remember who you are, you must become someone new. But if you fail to play the part, the end will come for you. Now, Leap! Alright, welcome back to part two of Dungeon Leap. Uh, this first story in the Dungeon Leap uh, sequence is featuring a character named Leap, a mysterious character played by Stephen Youngbud, who has landed in a situation that he doesn't understand. He's trying to figure it out as he goes. This situation actually comes from a famous published D&D adventure from the olden days called Keep on the Borderlands. Some of you might know Keep on the Borderlands. Stephen Youngblood, hello. How are you, how are you doing today? And have you ever heard of Keep on the Borderlands? I have. I'm Hello. I'm well, thank you. Um... I am operating on a little sleep, which is good, um, but not as much as I would like. But I do not know Keep on the Borderlands. Um, I possibly have heard of it, and that might just be because of suggestion. It's, uh, it's, I think it is the single biggest selling D&D adventure of all time. There are more copies of this in people's uh, bedrooms and attics and basements than any other D&D product ever I believe so hopefully there'll be some people out there who can follow along with some of the action as we play um, but we'll get into that very shortly so uh, Leap your character has landed in the body of a thief named Dougal Black who's on some kind of quest he's met up with his allies Free Free and Sebastian and Barley um, they all have a lot of trust in Dougal Black but in your care under your direction Dougal Black maybe hasn't hasn't quite been um, meeting their expectations, perhaps, hasn't quite been living up to them. There, there's maybe been some inconsiderate sort of actions and certainly some furrowed brows on the part of those characters. So before we get into into the play, maybe, Stephen, you could, you could say a little bit about where um, Leap is coming from at the moment. What's going through his head right now? Uh, I mean, sure. So basically it's, it's a lot of, uh leaps arrived in a in a place he's had someone yelling at him in, in a kind of a dream to say you need to behave while you're doing this thing but essentially it's no different to him than a dream i mean he may not know what his life is really like but he sort of doesn't know how long he's going to be here or what the consequences are or what even this is so um this is kind of a he's he's not He's he's going along, but he's I wouldn't say he's completely bought into the um into the reality or, or fantasy yet. Right, right, right. Okay. Well let's hear how that is looking from the other side of the equation by meeting those allies of yours. Um so there's three of them. There's Free Free and Sebastian and Barley. Let's start uh, at the end of my little list there. Um Barley played by Fraser Pete. How are you, Fraser? I'm well, thank you. Excellent. Good to have you back. Now, um, give us the uh, capsule summary of who Bali is and how he's feeling about what's going on right now. Sure. Uh, well, um, Bali is a very sweet um, halfling uh, fighter who's very dedicated to looking after his friends and making sure that, that no harm comes to them. And I think his uh, train of thought at the moment would basically boil down to, right, well, 
I wonder why Google ain't told us what the plan is yet. That's a mite strange, but I'm sure he has his reasons and he'll tell us in good time. Now, do I have five potatoes left or six potatoes? If I've got six, <laughs> I reckon I can make enough chips for everyone tonight. Oh, and I might have a bit of that bacon left. That's, you know, that's his train of thought currently. All right, so we've got, I think, a good handle on where Bali's coming from. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, there's yeah. also, of course, Sebastian, the great Sebastian, played by Jared Baker. G'day, Jared. How are you? G'day. <clears throat> Very well, thank you. Wonderful, wonderful. Now, give us give us uh, some insight into the great Sebastian and um, how he's feeling about this quest into the caves. So, the so Sebastian is the the, the great Sebastian is a as a as a former um, <laughs> former former street magician. Uh, who discovered in the process of that the reason that, that he was quite good at close-up magic was that he was actually a sorcerer, um, and uh, but has sort of doesn't know now where his uh, magician persona uh, ends and and he, and and he begins and he's he's continuing for you know for, um, Dougal sort of discovered him uh, and he has some loyalty to Dougal for that and but he's yeah he's a little bit surprised by how Dougal's been behaving seems a bit odd but there's a there's a bit of Sebastian that that likes the new Dougal better <laughs> well I'll be fascinated to see how that's going to play out so let's check in with the, the last of Dougal's allies um it's uh of course Free Free played by Harriet Preble hello Harriet hello um I'm it's good to have to you back here. and I'm Thank yeah you. I'm I'm keen to hear how how you feel free free is feeling about uh the new vibe coming off um Dougal in the last little while. Um free free is a little confused because normally Dougal is super nice and Dougal is being slightly less nice but free free still trusts him, you know? Free free still thinks it's going to be okay. Fantastic. Cool. So it sounds like these these friends. There's there's some questions that are coming up, but as you do, it's easy to rationalise this stuff away. I guess we'll see in what happens how viable that continues to be. Um, as players, of course, you know that Dougal is not Dougal. That um, Leap is on the scene. Your characters do not know that. It is up to you as players if and when you think your character is going to tip over into something's actually wrong. Something's different here. It might not happen. It might. We'll just see what happens in play. It might be in the very first conversation you have at the start of the start of the game. It might be right at the very last minute, whatever. But if that does happen, do speak up about it and do let me know because that voice that spoke over Leap as he was traveling through this weird vortex to arrive here said that Leap has to play the part. And if he fails to do that, well, I guess we'll find that out when he fails to play the part. So right now, let's get into some playing. So we are some distance away from the keep and having walked through tangled forests, you have emerged into a ravine. Um, it is a wide ravine with steep walls studded with cave openings. The floor of the ravine is filled with thick brush and tangled trees and thorns and brambles and uh, bones. There's just remnants of years of horrible events that have happened in this place. It's an awful place to be walking through. 
Barbara, but walking you are, the four of you, accompanied by a guide, a new character that you've just met, although from the way he's talking, he seems to already know Dougal. This is Crumble the Kobold. Crumble is a kobold. He's got a um, purple hat and he's got a nice amulet. And now um, he's got a tusk that he has collected because he seems to be into um, the draconic language. He's a bit of an aficionado of it as he's um, been chattering away. Um, he's keeping his voice low. Is that Crumble with a K? Crumble Crumble can be spelt with a C or a K, however you like to, however you like to represent it. The um, language that the kobold uses is, is, uh, doesn't distinguish between the C and the K. So, um, as Crumble has been uh, leading the way through this ravine, picking his way over boulders, um, ducking under brambles and holding them aside for the rest of you to follow, uh, he's been pointing out the safe places to move. He's said that this is a good time to be moving unnoticed through the ravine because the light goes a bit weird right now. It's not quite sundown, but there's no sun coming right into the ravine right now. It's getting colder. The shadows are in here, but there's still blue sky hanging about overhead. But that blue is starting to turn into deeper shades as the night is getting closer and closer. So it's a strange time. You feel your um, your vision shifting from daytime vision to nighttime vision. Things are moving in the periphery where you see birds squabbling for position, suddenly getting raucous as they fight each other over the prime nesting spots. Um, small vermin scuttling through the undergrowth. A lot of uh, kind of odd movements left and right, but Crumble seems uh, unconcerned with that. And though he's talking, he's he's just keeping his voice low and looking over his shoulder, adjusting his velvet cap as he chats away. Oh, mate! Yeah. Those chaos worshippers, they must have figured out that that old temple was up there. I don't know how they did it, but they just started showing up a few months ago. You know, that temple was sealed up for a long, long time, but they opened it up, they moved in proper. They've been setting up well, who knows what in there. Yeah, it's a bit of a concern. They've been stirring up some trouble in the caves, I tell you. Talking to some of the peoples up here, they've been starting to talk about you lot down at the keep. Saying that you're a threat. Saying that we can't just sit there with you being dangerous on our doorstep. We've got to do something about it. Some people are listening to him. I, I don't know. I don't know where it's going to go, but it doesn't sound like it's going to go anywhere good. I feel like things have been pretty settled for a long time between your lot and our lot. Surely we want to keep that going, right? Surely we do. Anyway. And as, as Crumble's saying that, I've sort of put my hand just like a little bit closer to my sword. Um, just think it sounds mildly suspicious. Uh, so Crumble, tell me about this tower, temple that you mentioned. What well, you... I've never been into the temple. It just looks like a cave from the outside, but, you know, it was blocked by yeah. big rocks before. They've cleared all the rocks out of the way. I've certainly found some inhabitants that were in there. I've seen skeletons and other dead critters roaming around. And, um, well, they weren't here before. They must have been sealed up inside. It's, uh, it's the kind of place that sends a shiver right to the tip of your tongue, you know? <laughs> anyway, um, I'm pleased that you've shown up and, uh, you know, given me this tusk. It's, um, good for good for helping you are gonna give me that task right that's gonna be mine yeah 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 sure you, you take us to the temple uh yeah. we'll give you we'll, you get us as far as you can we'll, you can take the task 
Yeah, good. Um, all right. So as he uh, is leading you forward, he um, kind of hops over to a different uh, stone and falls in alongside Free Free and says, Hey, uh, you're Free Free, right? I'm Crumble, he, him. <laughs> nice to meet you. I heard about you. Where did you hear about me from? Who's been talking about me? No well, one Dougal talks about did me. when I was chatting to him this morning. Did he? What did he say? I just said that, you know, you were one of his mates. Did he? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. But I'm wondering now I'm, now I'm looking at you and he was a bit vague on the topic. What, what kind of goblin are you? You're not like any goblin I've ever seen. Oh, I'm just, you know, like a, like a sort of, um, uh, you know, when you get a, and, and then kind of, and then you go around and then kind of come back and, uh, it's complicated. <laughs> oh, I bet it is. I bet it is. Well, if you don't get murdered by the chaos cultists, I'd love to chat with you again. All right. Wait, so you only want to talk to me if I don't get murdered? Well, I mean, I'd. Yeah, that's pretty much how it adds up, I think. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, yeah, I mean, that sounds nice. I'll try not to get murdered and then maybe... Yeah, we well, I, I, I mean, I'd prefer it if you didn't. <laughs> oh, yeah, same. <laughs> cool. So as uh, Crumble and Free Free are um, kind of creeping forward and having this conversation, um, towards, towards the back, uh, Bali and Sebastian, you are kind of side by side. And you're looking up ahead at uh, Dougal and Free Free and Crumble. Is there any any little conversation the two of you want to have? What's the what's the vibe of the two of you at the back of this party right now? So that's why if you render it down, it makes absolutely great chips. Wait, I mean that for frying the chips in. You don't you don't just eat the, you don't just eat the chips of the fat. You know that would be a bit you know a bit much. I think. Yeah. Uh... I'm never gonna do this. You you do understand that I'm never. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna cook this. Oh well, that's all right. I mean, I'm just saying it so that you know it gets out there. You know these these recipes were passed down through uh, generations through my family, and uh, you know my 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 dad always said, you know, I've got to make sure that I pass these recipes on, and you know I don't have any kids. And you lot are as close as I've got to family, so, you know, I figured I might as well share them. Well, okay, I don't have any kids either. Right, that's a good point. I, I probably Brilliant. should get on, get on to that, actually. <laughs> so, um, in between these these pairs of uh, <clears throat> people engaged in conversation is Dougal Black. And inside the body of Dougal Black is the mind of Leap, the traveller from afar. Um, Leap? How, what are you doing? Tell me, just give me a sense of how you are moving, how you are relating to other people, what's going through your head right at this moment. Well, I think because we're sort of crossing river stones and doing a whole lot of minor sort of dexterous stuff, I, I have in a body that I don't know, I have to be clumsy, but actually seems pretty natural. So I can sort of trust the body that's a different height to different weight, different thing than what I assume I'm used to. But it all feels strange, but also very familiar. Um, and I'm kind of taking in the conversations around me, but I'm also kind of thinking, oh, just, you know, 
Yeah, great. Chaos Temple and undead things and there's a kobold named Crumble. I've got a goblin best mate and, some, and a magician who's this, and so on. So he's just sort of taking stock. But he's also um, kind of distanced at the same time. Just uh, uh, not you know, mildly detached from what's going on. So cool. this, you know, not, not, not course, that weird at um, happens. On your person, you're carrying a, a sack that your companions have all put great store in, which is carrying a bunch of items. There's a little statue of a lizard in there. There's um, a whistle that seemed to be related to summoning summoning Crumble. Um, Another sack within the sack? Oh, yes, damaged yeah, damaged sack. leather yep. sack in there with a um, weird clasp at the base of it. So there's um, a few kind of pieces that are uh, banging on there. Um, there was a mirror that was collected. So you're you're feeling that there are all of these these items that Dougal had carefully assembled or arranged to be assembled, and now you've assumed responsibility for them. Um, you're probably turning turning over in your head what exactly that might mean, and as you are turning over in your head what that might mean, you in a notice kind of uh, like sort of just mentally. Got a mm. whistle and a mirror, and just like mentally, just like putting them together in my head, yeah. but they don't. But it's just like it's a <laughs> question mark, you know. Yeah. Mirror plus you, whistle equals. You climb over um, the trunk of a long dead tree, step over it as all the others did, and your eye falls on um, kind of a weird lump that it just seems familiar in some way. And then you look at it again, look at it a bit closer, and you realize that it's actually a little stone bird um like a bird in in mid-flight and it's just lying on the side of the trunk leaning against the ground um beautiful carving very realistic hey guys i found a beautiful carving it's very realistic it's a bird i think all right let's take a look um and being one of the two characters who's closest to the ground um he bends down to pick it up and proffer it for the taller people to get a good look um crumble uh kind of adjusts his hat a little bit says oh yeah <laughs> mate there's been quite a lot of those turning up yeah a couple of weeks some... ago they just um all started showing up all around the place oh you got some rogue carver on the loose some yeah, stone cutter like out there yeah i wonder um... if they've made any bigger statues well, I haven't seen anything as big as that before. A lot of, um, you know, a, few, a lot of lizards around the place, a few birds. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, some people have been, you know, collecting them up as decorations. But Well, it is quite striking, isn't it? I wonder if they've got, like, they do any other motifs other than animals. Um, how about I just put this in my bag? Um, All right. Along with the other things. Yeah, you guys see my bag? Up. I've got a bag. Got some cool stuff in it. Yeah, of course we've seen your bag. I mean, you haven't told us what they're for yet, but you've got some good stuff in there. I know that much. Oh yeah, should we have a look? And um, oh, just, okay. Um, Crumble motions you to a um kind of a little hollow underneath the tree where you can't be easily observed, and says, "If you want to have a have a meeting, this is a good spot for it." Um. Up the there starts to slope up towards the cape proper and um yeah. So I mean, it's not tricky to have a good any, conversation any, any closer than here. Google's not taking any real care. Like he's not he's not 
being an ass, but he's he's also not mm. overly stealthy, keeping his voice. I mean, it's just kind of just not. He's not completely there yet. Um, mm. So I've got this bag. He tips it on the ground. Oh, if we're having a little break, I'll bring up the snacks. And he um, pulls out like a little satchel, and he like starts pulling out somehow still warm and not damp freshly baked scones, um, like cheese scones. <laughs> and he just starts handing them out to the team. Yeah, but Amazing. we need to bless these first. Oh, all right. And Free Free's gonna pour like <laughs> pour like holy water. No. <laughs> now they're done. <laughs> very quickly gone from my like dream to my nightmare. <laughs> now they're now they're extra moist. Right. You are welcome. Excellent. Thank you, free free. Very, very yeah. hopeful. Yeah. <laughs> Dougal's got all the stuff on the ground. He's put it he's laid it all out and then he looks up expectantly at um, Sebastian and says So, what's the plan? How does all the stuff work? What do we do? Yeah, well, Sebastian leans in, like, uncomfortably close as he does. He goes, I think we take a bunch of this stuff, put it together, and somehow go up there and uh, stop the cult. So you don't have a plan. But Dougal, you have a plan, right? You're just—I mean, you have—you have a plan. Dougal, you always have a plan. Yeah, you always. Oh, I'm Dougal, right? Yes. Um. What? Uh. Yep. 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 Uh. Dougal always has a plan. <laughs> right. Yep. yep. Are you feeling yep. all right? I didn't. I hope I didn't put too much yeast in your scone. So I—I I brought. I brought this this mirror. Pick up the mirror and, and 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 hold it up. I had to make promises to this mirror. Free free got ho- holy water. Yeah. What kind Arlie. of promises did you make, Sebastian? It's... Please tell me they weren't evil. Not mildly evil. Oh, Holy... we've talked about this so many it's, times. It's, it's, Are they? Capital E evil um, this time, or like little no, e just, evil? No, just, just, just what, quasi. Oh. oh, I don't know what quasi means. <laughs> All right, so, so Dougal just picks up the stuff back and puts it in his bag and starts walking. Oh, right, we're off again. He's cool. So um, Dougal, yeah, just, just to um, refresh as you, as you start putting the things back in your bag, there's a little statue of a bird now and a statue of a lizard. There's this weird sack with the holes in it, um, the whistle, the fishing rod, of course, um, and the mirror and the holy water in the hands of others. Um, uh, free Free, Harriet, could you please give me a religion check? Yeah, I would Thank absolutely you. love to do that for you. That would Excellent. be exquisite. I, I, um, I would appreciate that. <laughs> oh, it's intelligence. I always... It's not. Well, it was a 20 and then it rolled over into a 2, so that's a 3 for the cleric. Oh, dear. All right. <laughs> um, cool. So, um, uh, yeah, you are, <laughs> you are um, thoroughly distracted by um, the 
lack of plan the the fact that all of the items have been presented to you and then put back in the bag and there doesn't seem to be a plan yet or maybe you're just not smart enough to figure it out mate uh, it's and you're just trying to work that out and it's so distracting um you you missed something else that i might have told you you just have to wait i guess to find out what that might be or maybe you never will and i'll forget all about it um but we'll i'm see a little bit worried on. that that the bird and the lizard have been dipped in potting mix mm. that's mainly what i'm them? thinking about Oh, I don't know if Dougal's going to let me, but I'm I'm worried mm. that there is a bird on the inside. That's mainly what I'm thinking about. Well, you might have to uh, ask permission, I guess, because that sack is on Dougal's shoulder. Who's who's going to be taking the lead at this off. point? Crumble is um, like pointing up the way and saying we should be a little bit quieter for this bit. He will take the lead, and he'll also say to Crumble, um, "Looks like you're a bit." concerned about like this carver that might be out there so don't worry i'll keep a very close eye oh parent and cranny making sure that you know if there's anything out there you know i'll stop it from getting at you don't worry buddy i'm here for you you uh, you're a very reassuring presence you are you're oh, barley boy. that's right that's right yeah. very reassuring oh i hope they put that on my tombstone yeah <laughs> yeah, Dougal said that you're a reassurance sort. It's okay. <laughs> cool. Um, so you, Barley and Crumble, you're um, heading up towards the front. The the other three of you, how how are you moving? It sounds like um, Dougal is heading after them. Is that correct, Stephen? Heading after the front? Yeah. In the middle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so I would this say time that Free Free is like... Mm -hmm right behind Dougal, like in a kind of, you know, like a, that's oh, yeah. a little bit too close. Yeah. Cool. All right. And so, um, Sebastian, you're um, bringing up the rear and you, you observe kind of free, free, hanging, hanging close. Is this, is this kind of body language free, free that your friend Sebastian might notice that there was something occupying your mind, do you think? Yeah, I would say that possibly you'd notice that my ears were kind of down and like a little bit but like directly backwards, you know, so kind of down, but also a little bit tense and kind of yeah. panting, like, <laughs> because yeah. obviously Dougal's legs are longer than mine, so, um, yeah. and I keep banging guys, up against Dougal's leg. Nice. You guys have been through a lot together, so, um, yeah, Sebastian, you, you notice this behaviour, this, this something's on Free Free's mind. What's, what's going on? Is it, is he acting weird again? Is that... Are you talking to Free Free? Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit concerned. I mean, I'm mainly concerned about whether there's a bird inside of that bird because maybe there's a bird in there. But a little bit of me is concerned. Like, don't you? Don't you think that maybe Dougal is acting a bit weird? We have to be quiet because otherwise Dougal's gonna hear us. Hear what? Okay. What are we gonna hear? <laughs> You're acting Nothing. a bit weird. You're, I'm acting, you're acting weird. a bit weird. You're yeah. acting a bit weird. <gasps> All acting a bit I, weird. There's a chaos call, people around. I, I call back with no attempt at secrecy. Who's acting a bit weird? You're <laughs> <laughs> acting a bit weird. You're acting a bit weird. A bit, I'm acting not acting weird. weird. Okay. okay. You know who you are? I'm gonna... You know who right, I am? What? I'm Barry. You're Dougal. If he needs Great. to look in the sack, can you? Can we have the sack? That's crumble. I need to look in the sack. No, I have a need. 
A sec. I want to look at the bird. Uh, do I want to make sure gets, it's okay. It's the sec. Throws of the bird. Can I look at the bird? Okay. Yeah, you can inspect the bird closely. Give me, give me a nature roll. Nature. Which That's is not my um, strong suit. That's a fourteen. Yeah. Fourteen. Mm-hmm. Um. So, the the bird is, um. It doesn't look like it is a living bird that has been dipped in <laughs> in a in a covering. Um, it looks like a living bird that has just been captured so expertly. Mm. It's it looks so realistic, like like you were one point off the number I was looking at for you to think that maybe it, it was a bird that had been turned to stone, but you just you can't quite make that connection. There's it wow, looks, that's what happens when you have a negative modifier because you're dumb. Yeah, yeah. You know? um, if anyone else has uh, good at nature type <laughs> stuff, there's it's like there's something on the on the right oh. on the edge of Free Free's sensibility, her awareness. She's just like. <laughs> Uh, sorry, Akana? they are just just on the edge. Maybe we, maybe as you pass the bird back to me, uh, Dougal, uh, I've got a plus two. Um, take a, Dougal, take a... do you know what? It... You look at the bird. Uh, if, it's, if it's been... It's an 18. I've got an 18. Is there a bird inside there? It doesn't look like there's a bird inside. Oh. It looks like this is a bird. Well, obviously it's a bird, Dougal. <laughs> You're so silly. Uh, no, uh, this is a bird. Or was a bird. It's not oh. a bird anymore. It's now, oh. it's now a statue of a bird that's been turned into stone. A stone bird. Oh. You fish out the little statue of a lizard. Same deal. The, the intricacy it, of it, the naturalism of it. There's no way someone could carve this. If it was a twenty, I might have seen this. The autograph of the artist on the bottom. While <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this is happening, does Barley find anything as he's looking into every um, nook and crevice, uh, making sure there's no dangers? Um, you look around. Um, you're look, looking for flashes of light or of movement. All of the cave entrances that you can see are um just empty devoid of activity at this time it's getting darker up there you are aware of that sundown timeline that you were you were told was important um so it's getting it's getting close and um as you are just kind of concentrating you hear a noise from the direction that crumble's been pointing um like an an echoing it's ringing a couple of times, dong, dong, but it's so so weird and echoey. It's hard to be sure that you even heard it. It was, yeah, free, free, and, uh, and Sebastian. He's sort of continuing his thing. There's only one thing that can turn a bird into stone. It's a I mean, there's got to be something that turns these things into stone. Right? I thought you might know. Oh. I got nothing. Magic. Probably magic. Yeah, probably magic. Yep. Okay. Um, nice. 
Good talk. Uh, I call back and say, oh, guys, we're, we're kind of losing the light. And I think we've got to go stop this ritual before sundown, right? Or something about... Is, is it the world ending this time? Or is it just the local area getting wrecked? I can't remember. I'm touching on, then I just start asking Sebastian if he can turn things into stone. He's a you're a magician. I the great Sebastian. Honestly, I've never tried. Maybe I can. Oh, here you go. Uh, pass the, if you you know, maybe you can I turn try it back. barley. We'll see if I can. Maybe start with the bird and see if we can turn it back into a bird. No, nothing. All right. Uh, it doesn't. <laughs> no. Is it, is, would examining the statues with uh, would, and making an arcana check be helpful? Yeah, yeah, go for it. A uh, twenty. And a twenty was it a natural twenty or eighteen a, plus? Uh, eighteen yeah. plus. All right. Um. So, magic is certainly one of the things that can that could turn creatures like this to stone. But the the prevalence that you're hearing that these things have been appearing all over the place that would suggest a wizard or a sorcerer who was burning through spell slots like crazy it's much more likely that this is something that's done by a magical creature of some kind that has the ability to turn things to stone as a natural thing that it does okay uh it's it's probably a lot of wizards. <laughs> right. Uh, or a lot like, of wizards. I can, we can, we can, a lot we of can wizards or maybe, of wizards. um, or maybe one, and it puts one to three monsters. Sebastian, the great Sebastian. Hello. We can handle a wizard. We can handle many wizards because we've got you. And I sort of like give him a, a cheesy Showtime grin <laughs> and a bit of a wink. We've got this. Let's go kill some wizards. <laughs> Grumble is um, marching up into a cave, into the cave. Yeah, yeah I he, mean, he... we can even handle 30 to 50 wild hogs, you know. Crumble <laughs> uh, uh, points up the ridge to a... Um, a particular cave. That's the one. That's the way. And you can see that there's a pathway that switches back and forth up a pretty steep slope to this cave mouth. There are some trees sticking out of the side of the ravine. They're bloated and weird looking. And the cave mouth itself is kind of um, recessed. And it, it just does not look inviting at all. It looks crumbly and strange. <laughs> <laughs> well, that looks crumbly and strange and not in the least bit inviting. Let's go. Right. Let's All right. So um, I'll, uh, I'll keep my ears out. Blow your whistle if, um, you, uh, when, when you come out. All right. <laughs> Good Thanks, luck. You'll see you later. And you'll, and you'll come and help, right? Um, well, you, you never know what might happen. That Take care, all right? Hi, thank you. Yeah. Bye. See you again. You especially, Free Free. Bye. You especially, Crumble. Crumble. I'm not going to die for you. That's, I, that came out wrong. <laughs> That's great to hear. 
All right, and with a little hop in his in his gait, he makes his way um, into into the cover of the trees, leaving you um, heading up this switchback path. You feel very exposed for the first time in this journey. You're out in the open here. If there was a guard standing in this cave mouth, they would have a clear view of you making your way up. So you just try and get up there as quickly as you can. And soon you're standing at the entrance of this cave. There's no sign of anyone within, but it is dark. And you're peering into this darkness. And um, yeah, I guess now is the moment maybe for a, a leader might say something inspirational or... Um, a pessimist might say something negative. What's what? How is the entry to this this cave gonna play for me? Well, uh, um, Bali starts lighting a torch. He hasn't said anything yet, but he does start lighting a torch to peer in. Um, nice. Draws um, a sword. Free Free is going to close their eyes um, and smile slightly, and then stand in front of Dougal expectantly. Uh, Dougal bends down and gives her a little pat on the on the forehead and a scratch behind the ear. <laughs> Briefly goes, "Yes, I knew it was you." <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, kind of uh, shakes and smiles and and, and readies themselves. <laughs> Amazing. And Dougal turns around, to, sort of to nobody, and I guess just like. Amused shrug. <laughs> uh, cool. So the flickering light from Bali's torch illuminates the uneven planes of the natural rock wall on either side of you, um, and it just casts a light, casts a light um, up this gentle slope, and you see that the rough-hewn, cut floor gives way to a smooth, flat corridor of beautifully worked stone. There is something in here that's not just a cave. There is a there is a temple. There is a structure. Um, it's lying ahead of you. You need to creep in further in order to do it. Is there a plan to creep in or make a lot of um, noise to declare yourselves? How? What's, what's the plan? Who's moving? Uh, it sounds like everyone's kind of waiting for Dougal to say the word, so let's assume that everyone is looking at Dougal and will say... Um, Stephen, what are what are you going to do in response to that? Dougal's very first instinct is to march in and make a loud noise to test the echo and sort of do something goofy, but also really dickish. But very quickly beyond that instinct, um, sort of there's a hairs on his neck sort of stand up and there's something um, that sort of senses that goes, well, hang on, it's a dark and closed environment, there's shelter around maybe i could get cover maybe i should sneak in and this feeling is both really unfamiliar and strangely like a like a natural state and um dougal just sort of turns around does some weird faux military signs you know and then um sort of just disappears into the shadows there's there's not not completely like he's not He's not a natural, you know, like he's, he's got the instincts, but I don't think he's, 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 he's there, you know, it's yeah. like if he's, if he's thinking, if he's thinking about it, it's different to reflex. So it's a kind of a, a, a half practiced state, but um, nice. It gets, I want you to it, give me a uh, stealth check, please, Steve. 
Even you, Dougal. Oh. Now, Dougal is not, he's not actually proficient in stealth, but he is, um, he's, he's oh, working God. on it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to give you advantage on your oh, uh, relatively good. low bonus here. <laughs> good. Uh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> okay oh. um I, uh so my first roll was a six my second yep. was a one okay oh, dingle. <laughs> uh cool. stealth would be if you take the advantage then it would be eight all right so as i said so it's so it's he knows he needs he, he feels like the sneaking but he's not comfortable in his own skin really no. cool and he's got um, rattling stuff in his bags it's probably can't help but make a duck noise to see if it really does echo. Yeah, um, I think as you are um, as you are kind of making your way up and things are kind of rattling and you're sort of ducking a little bit. I think um, maybe the fishing rod that you're still carrying is sticking out of the top of the sack. At the end of it catches on the side of the wall and and goes in a, an awkward way. It doesn't make a big noise, but it just kind of throws you. Yeah, everything looks it all looks a bit awkward you get to the end of this kind of rough cave bit and you can look out into this worked stone into this tunnel um it's a it's a corridor and it goes to the left it goes to the right it's very still it's wide it's like 20 feet across and about the same height so it's very very big and echoey the walls and the floor are like layers of red stone interlaced with black veins it's almost beautiful but it's very very unsettling it doesn't look like any rock that you've been inside before the other thing that you notice as you approach this echoey space and look to the left and the right is a noise kind of a groaning noise coming from your right and sure enough as you look in that direction you can just see the vague silhouettes lit from some source of light behind them of two shambling looking figures shifting their weight from side to side, moaning and groaning, and all of their proportions look out of whack. These aren't living beings. These are these are two zombies standing guard in the corridor, just around the corridor, just around the corner from where you are. You pull your head back. They don't seem to have reacted, even though you weren't very stealthy. Behind you, your friends are looking up at you. What do you do? Uh, tries to do some charades for zombies. So they go. Oh. It's, uh, yeah, it starts out. with a. It starts with a T. No, a Z. Two words. <laughs> <laughs> um and then he just he just shakes pulls out a sword and just charges at the um wait runs at one of the zombies um and and throws gone um at the other so i throw a one of my scones, what at the other sorry one of the scone the scone oh. that um barley had because because he sort of was holding it nice um, all right the worst scones it's moist, a moist scone. It does have holy water on it. Um, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, so the three of you. Um, it's all coming are, together. Sorry. <laughs> uh, you were watching Dougal do this kind of weird charade that didn't make much sense. And then he pulls a sword and just launches himself into the corridor. So something's up. I think we're going to go into um, into initiative order right now and unfold things from there. So let's everybody roll initiative. 
That's a 10 for me. 9 for Sebastian. 18 for Bali. 16 for Free Free. I'm charging, but I'm coming up last. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, the, first, the first round is going to be um, you up close, uh, Leap, Dougal, and the zombies, and the others are going to be rounding that corner um, at the same time. In fact, before you reach them, Barley and uh, Free Free are going to be around that corner and able to do anything from range that they might wish to do. So um, from your point of view, Free Free, Barley, um, you're making your, your way hurriedly after Leap, after Dougal. Um, you spin around the corridor and you spin into the corridor around that corner. It's so big and weird and echoey and strange and unsettling. It's not like you expected you would find in here. It's bigger. It smells weird. And the groaning of these, these obviously dead beings up ahead of you, illuminated by the torchlight from um, Bali's torch. Um, they're wearing kind of old scrappy armor and their faces are discolored and extended. Um, it's, it's pretty unpleasant to look upon. So I think, Bali, you were first up. What's your first action going to be as you see Leaper's uh, Dougal is almost upon them? Oh, he's 100% just going to, like, charge in um, alongside Dougal. He's always ready for a fight. Um, he's going to yell his traditional war cry of, Porridge! <laughs> Brilliant. Porridge. All right, so you're um, closing that gap pretty fast. Free Free, what are you going to do? Free Free is going to hurl a little sacred flame out of their ears. Just little. If they can. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, I think you're going to be the first to act. So um, make a sacred, sacred flame them. Um, I think it's a, it's a deck save from them. Right. Um, it is a very failed deck save. Yes. So that's 1d8. Where is my d8? It's seven. Seven radiant damage. Nice. Pew pew. Okay. Um, brilliant. So uh, fire um, Dougal comes zooming past you and, and illuminates the um, horrific dead face of this zombie as you close in with your sword. Uh, you get to um, swing that swing that blade if that's your uh, move up close. Oh, you also were throwing you were throwing a thing at the other one. Make an attack roll for your uh, yeah. Um, I get, I've got two good. weapon. I've got two weapon fighting, so I figure like the the that's a throw. Yep. So uh, yep. it's a ten plus. I guess it would be. Uh, plus two for unarmed strike. Is it? Yeah, no, that just... will be that will be enough to hit one of these one of these okay. zombies. Cool. So I that's the, the, the scone So, so he's scone. All right. Um. So the holy water infused scone um, bounces off the face of um one of the zombies. In fact, it kind of lodges in his um in his armor in a weird way. So there's a scone kind of wedged in there. Um. And uh, the other one bursts into fire as you bring your sword up to attack. So give us a sword attack roll as well. Ooh, yeah, that's not very good. Uh, that is uh, nine. 
nine. A nine is going to miss by only one point against these zombies. So um, the other zombie, as it's burning, it lifts up. It's It's got this big battle axe, almost like a giant cleaver, and it just brings up the axe in time to ring against your sword. There's a clash of the weapons, um, and it pushes it back, and unseeing, mouth-gaping, looms towards you um i think before it can do anything i think we, we've also got sebastian who gets to act before uh these zombies do so sebastian you're also around the corner hey i like to sebastian hey sebastian this one's gone already it's gone he's already it's gone <laughs> well, sorry sebastian were you asking about the holy water mm. no it has not and this uh, never suddenly this taps into um uh free free you notice this as well the scone infused with holy water it's you'd be expecting some kind of reaction and this holy water doesn't seem to be acting like holy water at all it's just a oh, wet scone snap mm. <laughs> sebastian what are you gonna do Right, I am last. All right, no, it's slightly sun. So, um, Sebastian, slightly behind everyone else, um, like basically sees uh, Bali, Bali and, and Free Free dart off around the corner behind behind Dougal, briefly briefly standing there. Shit, shit, runs <laughs> runs after them, clocks yep. the scene, is like uh, missiles, and then um, and then the 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 um three magic missiles um fly out uh towards um the um the zombie that uh, Dougal attacked cool um, all right so... all three of those magic missiles are going to um zomp into that uh that zombie he's yep. already um burning a little bit so it's 11 damage 11 damage total yeah mm-hmm. all right um so they they riddle the body of this zombie which uh kind of falls back as um bits of it fall off bits of its armor collapse um it's just holding on by the by the um straps of its armor almost as it brings up its battle axe and swings it at dougal and oh it makes quite a good attack against dougal it's going to be a ac 16 yeah, which is, that's, yeah a hit. that's enough to get you, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That is enough to get you, and it is going to do five points of damage slashing into you. Now, have I managed to catch up um, to this yet? Am I am I sort of next next to him, or am I still a wee bit behind? Yeah, you're still a wee bit behind. Um, the other Fair zombie enough. is um, shambling forwards to meet you. So the two of you are going to meet in the um, in the next round, which I guess is beginning right about now. So let's start with you. You're at the top of the order. So as the zombie is closing in on you, you are entirely ready for that. What are you going to do? So you, when you say you, you mean me? Yeah, that's right, Bali. Oh. <laughs> cool. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. So I uh, um, I'm going to smack at it with my uh, um, uh, longsword, and mm-hmm. that is a. 19, so plus uh, a bunch will presumably yep. hit. Um, plus five. Yeah, there we go. And that is going to be nine damage. Nine damage. Excellent. Okay, so um, you you slice into the zombie. You do a bit of uh, messy, messy damage to its 
decrepit old innards. It's so it's so old. This corpse is years, decades old. It's uh, it's pretty horrific, but it's still lifting itself up and getting ready to attack. But before is it, it almost it, like papery yeah. dry? Is it almost like papery yeah. dry if it's really old? Because I'm yeah. kind of living on my Aragorn fantasies of dual wielding a sword and a torch. So can I bonus action offhand attack with my torch? Oh, why not? Let's do it. Yep. Yeah. Why not? Um, that is a, I mean, assuming proficiency, strength, mm-hmm. etc. It's a 12. A 12. That'll be enough. Yep. Do do some fire damage onto the zombie as well. What, what would you say that is? A D4 or just one? Yeah, we'll, go with, we'll go with D4. Okay. Um, um, that is just one. Um, no, no offhand bonus, obviously. So Brilliant. just one fire damage on top. Cool, thank you for that. All right, Free Free, you are up. Speaking of fire, you just unloaded some sacred flame on one of these zombies, which is battling Dougal and did some um did some damage to him. But yeah, you've noticed that this this scone, this holy water, has not done anything that you might have expected. Have I previously seen holy water effect? I think um uh, well, that's up to you. Have you? Have you? Hmm? Yes. You know the theory of it. <laughs> yeah. My grandpappy used to take me zombie hunting. Yeah, yeah. Um, What would Free Free think of that? That's very strange. That would suggest that they are maybe... um, Free Free's pretty dumb. Um, But probably in that moment, Free Free's just thinking about helping their friends. So uh, how far away am I from the zombies at at this point? Um, You are um, maybe 20 feet from the one that's that's, uh, shambled up to where Bali is. Nice. Another twenty feet away from uh, from the other one, so twenty and forty respectively. Um, so I think that I'm going to cast. Oh no, maybe not. I'm just going to run in with my mace mm-hmm. and try and whack the first zombie. Okay, the one who still has remnants of your sacred flame doing yeah. damage. Okay, give whack us a one. mace attack roll. AC ten is all you need to get through this Seven. ratty old armor. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> Oh dear! <laughs> Quite little. Quite weak. Right. <laughs> okay, so you um you swing and miss at this uh, hideous zombie, which seems more focused on um the larger target. Um, swinging its battle axe up to get a good bearing on Dougal Black. Um, Dougal, you get to act first before it does. Uh, is it uh next to? Uh, not the other zombie. Like are they? No, they've they've separated now. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna try and get into a like move sort of into a. No, nah, it's fine. I can't. I think I can. I don't think I'm good at that. Uh, I'm just gonna attack him. With, uh, my short sword on one hand and a dagger in the other hand. Um, two weapon fighting. That's what that means, right? Two and two weapon fighting means I can. Uh, so that is, uh, 13 for the attack with the sword for, uh, and, ooh, 22 for the attack with the dagger. Um, I've got, oh, 4 plus 2, change that. And that is five damage for the first attack. Uh, cool. And 
You're five damage for that first attack. Slices through its armor, separates its upper torso from its bottom. It teeters for a moment because it gets a saving throw to reassemble but it fails its saving throw with a natural one and the top half of the zombie just falls back off the the bottom half the um the armor the old um body within the relatively new armor um just just collapses and breaks and then it's just body parts old papery stuff disturbing this immaculately clean floor um, someone's going to have to clean this up, but it's not going to be you. There's one more zombie nearby, um, which is uh, uh, second Bali. attack. Sebastian. Yeah. Oh, yep. Second attack. There's, there's the second attack had, had um, no, but it, it, it just sort of goes after the dead corpse and just does another six damage to the oh, remnants. Nice. <laughs> just to make <laughs> sort of, the twice, clear. and I think he's just <laughs> stomping on it. And going, I got one. I got one, guys. Killed a yeah, zombie. Excellent. All right. Um, so there's one zombie still uh, fighting off Bali or attempting to do so. Um, Sebastian, you get to act first. Okay. Sebastian's like still swearing. Profu- <laughs> shit, 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 shit. Fire! And a firebolt uh, erupts from his hand towards the the second zombie. Uh, let's make an attack roll. No, Stay on the paper. That was a 10. Um, 10 is enough. Yep. Okay. Uh, so 1d10 damage. And it did 3 damage. 3 damage. Excellent. Um, okay. So uh, a flame bolt comes whistling past you, Bali. Um, it, it flies right through the flame of your torch as you swing that around at the zombie, illuminating its weird, horrific face, um, sparking fire. The papery skin is. Um, combusting around it but it is still able to swing its battle axe low and get inside your guard it rolls an 18 on its attack roll I think that's going to get you is that going to get you? All right. Oh absolutely without my shield I'm only AC 16 Alright it's 5 points of damage for you as well Alright Alright um, but then I think it's your turn to respond Excellent. Uh, well, first of all, I'll attempt to strike it with my longsword, uh, mm-hmm. getting um, a bunch to hit over 20, um, 23, uh, and that will be ooh, not that much damage, though, just four damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and still up, I assume, so I'll have another go yeah. if that's right with the uh, torch. Uh, ooh, there's a terrible roll. Um, the worst possible roll for a halfling, it's two. So, nothing. All right, so you're still locked in battle with this zombie mm-hmm. trying to um, trying to uh, deal with it, but I think it's got you on the back foot. It's taller than you. It's got this big axe. A little bit. Yeah, as as you're kind of manoeuvring and trying to trying to get yourself in, the the edge of this blade has already done a bit of bit of damage mm. to you. It's got inside your guard. You're pretty wary of it. Um, free free. You're um, up alongside Dougal Black. There's a dead very. Um, finished zombie in front of you and there's a very active one a little space behind you and locked in combat with barley what are you going to do how far away is the one that is slightly far away from me well maybe 20 feet can i send a guiding bolt to it you sure can okay all right let's go let's go come on come on don't be a dick (laughs) it's a 13 to hit a 13 very nice um yeah that hits it yep that will definitely hit Okay, nice. Sick. Oof. 
Uh, that is 11, 12, 13. That's 15 damage. 15 damage. Excellent. 15. All right. Um, so this zombie, um, it, it takes this damage pretty pretty badly. <laughs> it, it falls <laughs> and it crumbles and breaks down onto one of its knees and then it just kind of wrenches itself back up again it's just holding on one of these these things that these zombies can do i don't know if free freeze encountered a zombie before but they have this ability to keep going even even when they've been taken out they're just relentless and it's regathering itself in order to do just that um, free frowns yeah uh dougal black leap you're up and then sebastian All right Google sort of looks around and sees the impact of the fire and um, has a think about what he's got available to him and then just runs up to the next zombie with his sword mm-hmm. um, and just has a hoon nice. on, on that. Uh, and that is a natural one. Thank you very cool. much. Oh, wow. All right. Um, so, so, yeah. But- <laughs> Bit right so he runs up, runs like. up with the sword, and he's yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's he's running. He's sort of getting feeling a bit adventurous, and he swings the sword sort of too soon, mm-hmm. and the momentum um, uh, causes him to sort of do a half tumble and fall onto his uh, like a like a not quite a dramatic somersault, but like mm-hmm. his shoulder in the process, um, and he's sort of is lying on the ground a little bit embarrassed and winded and. Um, Mainly embarrassed, but now on the <laughs> ground. Yeah, he's on the ground now. All right. <clears throat> Sebastian, you, you watch as Dougal Black um, it takes, a, takes a tumble, an uncharacteristic tumble for someone who's usually so in control of his movements. What, what are you going to do? <laughs> as, as an aside, first it was like... <laughs> Sorry. Um, what is going with you i like almost and looking at (laughs) while looking at while while, while looking at dougal reaches his hand out again to the 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 zombie on the floor and and just let it lets go another firebolt (laughs) it's like some melodramatic first year drama student stage combat training (laughs) (laughs) okay uh, that was uh a a dirty 20. A dirty twenty. Okay, so that firebolt slams into the chest of this um, of this zombie. Surely this is going to take it down. Um, what damage are you going to do? It's six. A six. All right. He needs to make a saving throw based on five plus that damage of six. So he needs to get. Oh, he rolls um, much less than he needs. He only rolls a two on the saving throw. So um, fire just engulfs this zombie. He fills up with fire the interior of this red and black uniform um just uh wrecks wrecks him and he slumps and breaks and falls down and as you're all catching your breath these two guards um just reduced to ashes and waste on either side of you leaving only their uniforms their ratty old armor and these shiny red amulets that they were wearing underneath the armor now lying on the on the ground beneath them and a scone still dripping so 
Dougal looks around and um, shrugs and starts picking up the uniforms and uh, decides says to say to, 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 to Sebastian, how about we um, play dress-ups? Is now really the time. <laughs> Speaking of timing, um, in the in the madness of combat, you um, you made a little bit of noise while that was going on, but <gasps> it was um, it doesn't seem like there's anyone running to investigate with you because there's another source of noise that maybe maybe you were lucky and it drowned out what was happening here because now you can hear echoing down the hall there is um, piping noises uh, like high-pitched piping played an eerie high-pitched tone that echoes at the limits of your hearing bouncing off the walls and then the piping ends off and there's a guttural kind of chanting echoing from nearby very very nearby this ritual that you've heard about it sounds like it has begun so turn to free free and, and barley all right so sebastian and i dress up as the zombies we go back in, right. and then we're under cover C, and then we can take them out, stop the ritual from the inside. Perfect plan. Oh, so this oh, is wait, wait. this is recreational dress-ups. <laughs> this is the plan. Okay, we've got we got Whatever the you... outfits. <laughs> I mean, Dougal is leap is winging it. He has no idea. So he's thinking about <laughs> costumes. We've got uniform. We've got the ambulance. It's free free getting a vibe that there's something between Sebastian and Dougal. Like, what is, <laughs> is there like a is there a bit of tension there? Free free's pretty dumb. <laughs> Whereas all that's going through Leap's head is I'm just a guy <laughs> pretending to be another guy pretending to be a zombie. I, I reckon I reckon make an insight roll. If you make a good insight roll, then exactly then Jarrett has to answer honestly to that question. Okay, good. <laughs> Damn it, it's only a nine. Only a nine. All right. You can you can answer however you like, Jared. Is there a vibe that Free Free's picking up? I mean S- Sebastian <laughs> will go with the flow. <laughs> <laughs> Sebastian looks like the Sebastian. Yeah. He's like, is this part of the plan? All right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like, I'm already making I mean, if you want if you want to stop to do this now. <laughs> no, I'm just like a, just a little frown. Just a little mm, and then and then continuing on. Um Okay. Okay, so you're dressing up as a zombie. What what am I doing? What's... You guys follow us like real close, but Stay oh, out okay. in the shadows smaller, and we're... quieter zombies. Should, should I put oh, the torch out then? No, you keep the torch because uh, oh, unless right. you can, well, can you light it real quick? Uh, well, I out? mean, I can light it reasonably quick. It's more about, I guess, we'll all be stumbling along in the dark a wee bit if I put it out. You can see in the dark. There are light sources up ahead. There's oh, good. Flickering from another another lamp or something. Right. So in that case. In that case, he will douse the torch and pull out his shield. Cool. Does anyone want to be better at anything for a little bit? Ooh. I've always always wanted to be able to learn another language. I'm not sure that's that's not really what I'm talking about, but I really support that for you in the future. Oh, thanks, Free Free. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I could go with. I mean, we are dressing up and and uh, pretending to be zombies, so uh, maybe a bit of deception. If I could sort of get a hand deceiving whoever might think we're not zombies into being so that we're would zombies. be charisma. That's, that's what my disguise right. kit's for. Yeah, okay. sure. Charisma. <laughs> Give me some of that. <laughs> if you got any, I'll take it. <laughs> Whatever was in yeah. that sky didn't seem to hit the zombie, so. Uh, okay, yeah. can I touch Sebastian and um, Dougal and cast Enhance Ability? Yeah. So they have advantage on charisma checks for the next hour if they're oh, very deceiving. Good. Right. Cool. All right. You feel. Um, so yeah, in, in, is just just deceiving or any charisma checks? Any charisma check, so if you nice. wanted to do anything else, but it is it is concentration, so I will have to concentrate. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Cool. So while you're concentrating on that, um you are you are reminded of this this scone, Brie Free. And you um, I am. Yeah, you pick it up and give it a give it a, a sniff and an inspect, however it might be. Make that religion check I asked for again. Third advantage this time. <laughs> This is where it is going to be revealed how badly I roll on a... Oh, that's all right. That's a 15. 15. Brilliant. You, However you detect the divine energy of magic, the um. blessed infusion of holy water, is it a smell? Is it a sense? Whatever it is, this doesn't have it. None oh of that holy water has it. <gasps> it's not holy water at all. It wasn't you blessed. Missed. Someone lied to me. Yeah. Was that unholy Someone... water? Doesn't seem to Someone be unholy water. It's just like water. Just that water. person is evil. They lied to me. Or maybe I will kill him later. Good plan. <laughs> maybe I'll kill you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> um, Prefree's going to take a bite of the scone just in the meantime. Nice. <laughs> it's a good good emphasis um to to finish your intention can, can to you murder. make holy water as a cleric yeah <laughs> surely <laughs> <laughs> so <it's just> <laughs> all right can i um, not anyway yeah it sounds yeah. like you are you're ready to advance deeper into into this this space into this temple um wearing the armor of the zombies and the amulets. And the amulets, you make your Hastily way along this make- hall. Hastily oh, applied makeup from my disguise well, yeah. kit. Yep, there yep, are some, some doors off to the side um, that, that you go past because the obvious sounds are coming from up ahead. You turn and go up a slope. Um, this big, wide corridor continues, and then it joins with another big, wide corridor going to the left and the right, but the lights, the... Um, noise, the chanting, the piping is coming from the left. And as you turn around this corner, you can see up ahead, a good distance away, like 30, 40 feet away from the corner where you've just turned, is a room, a chapel. This chapel is large. If these corridors, the corridor is large, but this is even larger. It looks the size of a, of a house, a small house, but a house underground. Four black pillars you can see supporting a domed ceiling. And there's a big tapestry on the back wall depicting a horrific landscape 
demons and silhouette over dead trees and barren rock and grey sky and a skull-faced moon with a single burning eye. It's clearly visible from a distance. It was designed to strike fear, send chills down the spines of people who saw it for the first time from this distance. It takes a moment to pick out what else is in the room apart from this tapestry. Between pillars, there's an altar, and behind this altar, there is a priestly figure in red robes and a black cape, and he is talking to himself. There's objects on the altar that he's interacting with. There are figures moving in and out of view around the pillars nearby, all in black robes. But most obvious, getting dragged into place behind this altar, is a hooded captive. It's a woman. She is wearing um, torn clothes. She's been maltreated and um, her clothes are ripped. Over her head is a leather bag, much like the one that you have in your, uh, in your uh, um, possession. This bag is just covering her head entirely. Um, she has her arms extended and held in chains. And at the end of each chain is a zombie. There is a zombie holding one of her arm chains and another zombie holding the other of her arm chains. And they are maneuvering her to come close to that altar with the priest who is leading the ceremony while the adepts chant in responses and then pipe eerily. Um, it's very unsettling. Things are happening. Movement is happening. And the priest begins to talk. Chaos is coming. Oh, chaos is coming this way. And we are going to bring it. We're going to bring it down. The time has come, my friends. The time has come. And we are going to see the end of that keep. We're going to see the end of law. The end of order in this place. Everything's going to be rubble. And we will triumphant over everything with the aid of our demonic friend. The mournful duke will come. The mournful duke will lead us to victory. Are you listening, my friends? And then there is a chanted response from the other adepts. So this is the scene that you see. As you are um, approaching in armor, um, this, is, this is happening. This is the ritual that you need to disrupt. Before we go any further into this ritual, I think we need to uh, bring this immediate session to an end because I really need to take a drink. And this feels like a pretty good cliffhanger to me. Um, <laughs> so we're going to leave it there. And uh, I'm going to say thank you to Harriet and Jared and Fraser and Stephen. And um, we will rejoin the action in a week's time for more more um, chaos cult shenanigans in the uh, caves of chaos near the keep of the borderlands thank you all and goodbye this was dungeon leap with jared baker fraser pete harriet preble and stephen youngblood as leap featuring jules burgesser as the mysterious voice thanks to enver avetian and alexi action for music and nomi kubomi for sounds this is a new diceratops present series there's lots of stuff to explore in our archive much of it recorded live on stage in wellington aotearoa new zealand 
Triceratops is proud to be part of Kiemu Fakato or Aotearoa Kiwi RPG. Follow us on socials at DiceratopsNZ, sign up for emails at our website Diceratops.nz. I'm Morgan Davey, we are Diceratops. We love games and our shows are for everyone.